So the big question is this. How do entrepreneurial salespeople like us, who have traditionally sold the loan and used gut and intuition to hit their number, take their innate talents and begin selling using science, technology, and the secrets of thousands who have done it before to crush their quota and change the world? That is the question, and this podcast provides the answers. Welcome, everybody, to the Sales Secrets Podcast. Today, we're kicking it off. We're going to be talking about culture transformation and the secrets to do it. To do that, we brought on Craig Paris, Vice President of Inside Sales Americas there at McAfee. Craig, thanks so much for joining. How the heck are you? I'm doing great. Been looking forward to this for quite a while. Yeah, I've been trying to get Craig. Craig and I go surprisingly a little ways back. I visited office office down there um, in the uh, the Dallas area. It's a cool office, a cool setup, and, and frankly, just c- kind of a cool guy. So I'll be interested to dive in to hear some of these lessons learned over your career. But before we do, Craig, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you do over there at McAfee? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, uh, we were talking before. I've actually been at McAfee almost 19 years, which I guess in some <laughs> cases could make me a bit of a, a dinosaur. Uh, but no, I love everything about it. You know, when I when I started here in 2000, my my son, who's actually graduating high school this year, uh, wasn't yet born. The team kind of threw a a big party for us, and I think back fondly on that. And uh, yeah, so it's been a good run. You know. Uh, when I started, we were part of Network Associates, McAfee Standalone. We became part of Intel for a while, which was super interesting. And now we're back out on our own as the, as the McAfee brand. So yeah, been part of the Inside yeah. Sales organization since day one and, you know, really, really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I've had a chance to do a, a number of different roles along the way. But this is the one that, you know, I kind of have my eye on all along. I really feel like, you know, this is, this is something that I always wanted to do and feel blessed to be able to to, to do it for McAfee. Yeah, no kidding. Do you, I mean, so 19 years, again, we were talking pre-show, and 19 years at one company as a sales leader, I mean, kudos, because most of the research says that's impossible. But <laughs> with that said, inside sales, I mean, it probably hasn't been around for 19 years at McAfee. Did you start somewhere else? When was kind of the inside sales function born, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, you bet. And, and I'll even take just a, a small step back. I came to McAfee from a company called Adams Golf, maker of the Tight Lies, which was kind of revolutionary in the late uh, 1990s. It was a, a new fairway wood that absolutely took the golf world by storm and, huh. and became the largest IPO in the history of golf. Unfortunately, I didn't make any money, but uh, uh, my former mentor, boss, uh, unbelievable guy, uh, Mark Gonzalez, who went on to run Dina Star and, and many other things, he started out with a small inside sales organization of four people, and he was just an absolutely incredible motivator. Every morning, we'd have probably a 30 to 45-minute meeting uh, where Mark would maybe talk about sales, talk about life training, you name it, just to get things rolling. Just so an unbelievable mentor. So we kind of came up through that inside sales organization. And even when Adams became quite a hit and became very large, we started putting people sort of out in the field, but they reported back in through the inside sales organization. So it was kind of an upside down model, if you will. And really kind of sparked my love for inside sales and 
Uh, I had a chance to come over uh, to McAfee in, in the year 2000, and they had been doing it for a little while, uh, you know, and actually had a, a pretty large team. Um, they had uh, groups that were SMB, you know, five clients and below, so very small, <laughs> up to about 1,500 nodes on the inside, 1,500 employees, which was pretty big. But uh, even though they've been doing it for a little while, me coming in with a little bit of background and a little bit of process, you know, that sort of thing, we were able to kind of, you know, kind of take some of our experiences and, and not to, you know, pat ourselves on the back, but stand out a little bit in terms of, you know, trying to create a culture and, and, and you know, really focus on, on key behaviors and habits that would make it successful. So it's been great to, to grow up uh, inside this organization. And they've been obviously super supportive of us all the way. I love it. Wow. Interesting. So really, in the year 2000 is kind of when you officially started doing inside sales, probably more at McAfee. Correct. Is that about right? Wow, that's early. So that's like pre-Salesforce. Oh, totally. Um, you know, no wow. CRM, a uh, little homegrown stuff. You know, it's one of the things that we've seen <laughs> change like a so much. In the year. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> awesome. and I think that's one of the things that some of us have been doing it for a while. I wouldn't say necessarily struggle with, but experience is a great thing. You know, it's 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 taught us a lot, and you know, we've been able to build you know good relationships and processes and things, but. My goodness, things are changing so fast in terms of the employees themselves, the the type of tools that we're exposed to, all the inputs we're getting, and uh, you know, it's uh, you know, we're not lacking for you know new opportunities and challenges for sure. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I remember when I came out and visited, we talked about some of that, you know, data and process and and technology, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, it sounds like I mean, you've obviously if you've been doing it that long. Um, you've seen obviously everything and boy, um, I've, you know, I've only been doing inside sales on and off for five years. And, uh, I, I mean, I just feel like the rapid change in that time is, is crazy. Well, um, let's shift gears. Let's dive into some of that. I, I mean, I think that's one of the things you obviously bring to the table. Um, it, it's a little different than most people is obviously it's a lot of that experience, but you seems like you've been able to take, um, cause I do feel like, and this is definitely a compliment to you, but there are some inside sales leaders that were just kind of old dogs, you know, field sales people who kind of got shoved to the inside and, right. and they just didn't really change with the times. But I felt like when I visited your office, it felt like it had a cool vibe. There was a, a little younger crowd, like you had, you work well with kind of that millennial generation that I assume is probably penetrated a lot of your <laughs> inside sales team good or bad Indeed. Um, yeah. maybe start at the top but what are some of those things that you feel like have been able to make that transition as part of that transformation journey that you guys have experienced you bet. And I think it's, it's a great topic. You know, I feel like we kind of are a, a purpose-built inside sales organization. Uh, and, and I say that because when, when I think about kind of our marketplace, there's a lot of companies that want to move into the cloud or want to be an SMB company when their legacy right. was enterprise. And that stuff's like 180 degrees opposite. It's not easy to do. So, you know, uh, you cited some good examples maybe where people struggle trying to, you know, maybe take that, that one part of the business and, and move yeah. it into something that's, that's quite a bit different. So I, I feel like we've been blessed that, you know, we've kind of been purpose-built from the ground up. And, you know, there's a, there's a few things that I think are, are key to kind of, you know, our approach. And, and one, you know, we're a sales organization, which means our primary responsibility 
responsibility is always going to be to deliver on the bookings objective, the profitability yep. objectives, et cetera, right? That, that's, you know, that's really what we get, you know, our, you know, our checks are signed for. But the other sort of commitment uh, that we made and what were agreed upon is that we're going to be the talent pool developer for the broader, not only the broader mm-hmm. sales organization, but, but for broader McAfee. So we're hyper-focused <laughs> on the type of individuals that we want to bring in. We believe that we can uh, give them a career-like opportunity. Uh, we want people that have that mindset as well. And we're very, very focused on bringing them into the business promoting them up through inside sales, and we have different levels uh, to be able to do that within our organization. But once they reach a spot that we call a senior account manager, uh, we, we put them and make them part of our high potential list. It's something that's celebrated. It's something hmm. that's shared with the, the broader organization. And that allows our folks to, then, uh, to begin competing for field sales roles, inside management roles, maybe even moving into the channel or, or marketing. So, you know, when really? we feel that when we can kind of bring that into alignment, it really allows us to, to maybe attract a higher caliber of individual huh. and, quite frankly, retain them longer. We don't, oh, yeah, quite frankly, sure. we don't pay at the top of the market. You know, uh, we, we pay fair, uh, but security is incredibly uh, competitive. Yeah. The unemployment rate is like negative 10%. So <laughs> people are at an absolute premium. So we just believe that one, that's kind of been our calling card. We think it's good for the business. And it's something that I personally enjoy. Like you said, you know, you've been here, you know, we're looking for that young, hungry talent that wants to be here for the right reasons. And I've got great leaders and, and mentors across the floor that, that all buy into that because, you know, there's some schools of thought that say it might be easier to create kind of a standalone, more static inside sales group where that's where right. people want to be for their entire careers and such. Um, but, you know, again, we've made this agreement, this commitment, and I think it, I think it works well you know, from, from our standpoint, from our people's standpoint, and, and for broader McAfee. Yeah, interesting. Let me, a couple of things pop to my mind as I hear that. Um, it, so that definitely makes sense. You can add probably the, the retention um, goes yeah. up because you can kind of, you can propose that career path, right? That you people can actually go to. But let me Absolutely. double click on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Do you, so the way you've structured that, so that is part of the selling process when you bring them in, right? It's like, hey, you're not necessarily good, you're coming into inside sales, but we do have this path to potentially move into field channel marketing, inside sales management. Um, is it a two-year thing to where they get to be kind of a senior account management? Or give us just a little more color on what that path looks like. Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, if we're talking about a recent college hire, and there are yeah. opportunities for us in the what we call the business development role, LDR, BDR uh, type role, that's typically where maybe a college hire would come in. Um, give them an opportunity to kind of learn our culture, learn processes, get some at-bats in terms of some of that prospecting before we throw them into really the deep end of the the pond. And and our inside sales roles are very complex. The the, the account managers are the franchise owner. They're running a territory soup to nuts, uh, working with partners, working with customers, marketing. So it's a, you know, it's a pretty heavy lift. Um, uh, but it's great experience. So, yeah, typically within a couple of years, uh, you know, for the right individual that's on the right path, they could move into that senior role. Mm. You know, the bar for us to move to the field is very, very high. You know, our field yeah. uh, client executives are working on 
Fortune One Thousand and yeah, above. Right, you know, right. so it takes a little time to to percolate and, and to grow. So it it doesn't happen overnight, but it's quite an accomplishment for them. Interesting. Got it. Okay. So that's one piece. So you've been able to find, it's just so big in inside sales to give that career path. And it sounds like you've mastered that. And that allows you not to always have to compete on wages. I know Dallas, Austin, there's a lot going on down there. And um, so I'm not, you know, I'm sure you got people coming and, you know, people trying to take people, take take as much as they can. So one one piece of it was kind of nailing down this career path and making Mm -hmm. sure people understood that. Um, I did feel like, and I'm just thinking about your office setup, there seemed to be kind of a fun motivation, gamification, um, you know, doing some fun, uh, you know, celebrations for different activities. It seems like there were some other things around motivation you guys did. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, our our four key pillars here are people, culture, execution, and alignment. And I could, you know, double down on on all of those. But, you know, one of the things when we talk about culture, and I think it's overused and, and that sort of thing, but life is short. We spend a hell of a lot of time here in the office. If we're going to be here, we should enjoy ourselves, enjoy one another. So we really do focus on that. We want to have fun. We do stand-ups. We do wheel spins. You know, I'll be in costume tomorrow for Halloween and and that sort of thing. You know, we really want to create a communal, fun environment. You know, we made a decision a long time ago from from McAfee's perspective that we wanted to be super inclusive and diverse. And that means it's too hard to be somebody outside of work and then that different person. Here I am, that person I'm supposed to be at work. We want to celebrate (laughs) the differences. And, you know, it takes up too much uh, gray matter to do that. So, you know, we we really do want to encourage people, if they want to be their best selves, they need to be their full selves and and be present. Um, I know that you talked a little bit about, you know, our office setup. You know, when I came here, we had those very traditional high cube walls, straight lines. Everybody had their own little space. Some folks had shower curtains, so they were in there so they could really hunker down and, and do their job. We decided that we wanted to take a different approach and, and took those out. So we're in, we're in kind of amoeba-shaped cubes that are open and low and create a lot of interaction and noise. I like the vibe. I like the energy. You know, from time to time, you get shushed when somebody's on a, a big call. But, you know, and, and from my standpoint, that's a that's a high class problem, you know, to, to deal with. I want to walk in and I want to feel the energy and, and hear the noise. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of you know, we're shooting for that on a daily basis. So let's, you know, one of our core values is, you know, we we play to win or we don't play at all. So if we're going to we're going to make the investment to be here, let's make the investment to be the best we can and to do the best we can for our customers and partners. So I hope that that vibe and that energy, which a lot of people cite when they come around, is is something that, you know, we can continue to harness for ourselves. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that that inclusion, I'm sure, makes a big difference. Do you feel like, again, taking maybe one more click down in here, um, there's a lot of different ways people try to think about motivation and kind of getting people excited. And you mentioned a couple of, like, concepts, maybe a stand-up or a, you know, a wheel spin to, to do a little game or, a you know, an award type of thing. You Is bet. there something you've if, that you've found, if you had to kind of say, guys, if you're doing one thing, you know, the stand-ups, they make a huge difference. Um, or, uh, 
the the yeah. wheel spin, or is there something that you feel like has been really you know, kind of successful go to? That's a great question. Um, it's hard to say one thing. I'll give you two answers, though. I think kind of authenticity is probably the most important thing. You know, I've, we've seen it where you know other companies have tried to adopt things, or I've been exposed to other groups, and it feels very forced. Um, you know, you kind of have to live it, breathe it, just. Be, you know, it's, it's got to be part of your DNA. I think that's the most, you know, people yeah. will uh, will sniff out uh, things that are disingenuous, right? Most, most organizations, when they see the new initiative coming across or the new incentive, really in the back of their mind, they're thinking, hey, this is a way just to get us to work harder, you know? So yeah. I think really living it day to day. But my favorite, personal favorite by far is the daily stand-up meeting. everybody in the door you know it's eight o'clock it can be as little as five minutes maybe it's 15 if you've got other things to go over but i think it works on a couple of levels it it brings everybody together hopefully kind of like gamification too gamification is great but the key thing is initially you have to decide on what are those key behaviors and metrics that you want to measure and reward. So, you know, you kind of got to get your house in order first, which is a great step. And then you can use those things to share recognition and, and motivation around it. Interesting. Do you feel like there's kind of a, when it comes to managing those standups, you found them, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know, you've got teams of people, but a quick 15 minutes, um, make sure you hit the numbers. Um, any kind of quick tidbits that you've found to be successful in those standups? A lot of people know about them. I just don't know if a lot of people do them well. Yeah, it's, it's good. You know, I think it's a good question because it's kind of like, you know, if you if you thought about a, a forecast review, you know, those can be pretty mundane and, and painful and you're asking right. all the basic questions. Or it could be much more strategic in terms of, you know, what are the deals and, how, you, know, which, you know, which ones can we influence and which ones can we grow? Not just looking backwards and saying, how many times did you do this and did you do that? So, you know, I think from a, a good stand-up, you know, kind of want to, you know, obviously recognize, you know, what happened the day before. See if you can cite an individual or two for really standing out. Love Maybe it. throw out a challenge to the team that day. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in ROI and a lot of these little recognition-y, strokey type things, they don't take a lot of money. They don't take a lot of time, but boy, you get a lot of input from it. So just being able to call somebody out in front of their peers, lay down a little bit of a challenge for the day so that you can create some energy and check in on folks and in a good way and, and really drive them. I think that would be a couple of the you know, kind of the, the basic things that I would focus on. I was kind of orchestrate those. Yep. Got it. So we, we've got a couple things there. So we got one kind of the, I like the career path around culture. Number two, just thinking about ways to make it fun, make it inclusive, et cetera. Where would you go for kind of that third point of great lessons learned in this kind of transformation of, of the culture for you guys? You bet. You bet. Probably an area that we've been focused on a lot, and and I'll start, and and it may sound a little uh, out of sync, but sales is a results-based business. We know that, right? And we have to start with the results, and if the results are in in good order, uh, you know, that allows you a little bit of latitude in terms of how deep (laughs) you dig. But you know what? You can't manage a result 
Um, so a lot of, you know, I think uh, historically, then we get caught up, okay, if the overall numbers, you know, what are you doing from a new opportunity creation, pipeline velocity? But again, you're, you're kind of measuring kind of, quite frankly, lagging indicators, if you will. So we've really yeah. tried to move forward, more forward upstream and try to create behaviors and habits around things that we know will influence opportunities. So we call them our money-making activities. Hmm. And those for us are kind of strategic customer business reviews where we really sit down with our clients on a quarterly basis, talk about their priorities, their needs, do learning and sharing, um, kind of discovery calls, which we call our device to cloud, which is a little bit of our yeah. corporate pitch and, and that sort of thing. So trying to get into those, you know, creating those behaviors that become habits so their folks are focused on the right things. And then the other thing I'll tell you about that, that we've kind of come together and learned a lot. It's one thing to say, hey, guys, go be more strategic. Go do a good customer business review. Uh, okay. Um, but so what we've really tried to do is back up and say, okay, we're going to set aside a lot of time to train on that. What, you know, how do you set up the meeting? What tools do you need? Who should be involved? What techniques are we going to use from our challenger selling and our Sandler selling? What does yeah. the follow-up process look like? So kind of to blueprint it a little bit, um, but also to show the teams that we're, you know, we want to be engaged together. We want to learn from one another, but we're not going to just throw something ask you, yeah. at you and ask you to do it on your own. This is a right. journey, and let's start at the beginning together and try to work it all the way through. So that's been a lot yeah, of fun, and I think we've learned a lot. And, uh, you know, it's great for engagement with the team, too. Again, if you're just, if you're just tossing stuff at the, at the teams, you know, they, they, they may take part in it, but they're really not going to own it at the level you'd like them to, I think. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, I like the blueprint concept. And certainly um, I was with Matt Dixon the other day, you know, the challenger. Mm -hmm. the, the other days now turned in actually 60 days. <laughs> it's two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time fly but yeah that's right some of that stuff if you can get it in and actually make sure that people know how to use it i think it can really make a positive dent in the business one thing i i wanted to ask as we kind of look to wrap here um it's just you know the inside outside debate is is mm -hmm. always kind of a struggle you're kind of inside you, sometimes in organizations you're between marketing and you're mm -hmm. kind of the redhead stepchild with with the For field sure. sales team um how have you navigated that trying to make sure marketing you know you work well with but also you know the field team you you partner well with them or you don't offend do you guys do shared territories do you just do um do yep. you kind of make sure inside doesn't talk to field it it's it only does account zero to a a thousand you know installs and then field takes how have you managed that uh, yeah you know we've got different models like in the public sector it's kind of teaming right. one to one field and inside in the pure enterprise and we're a very enterprise centric company we'll make no bones right. about it so my right. inside enterprise team is primarily sales operation administration supporting them and then you have a, our very broad inside sales commercial group which we call uars unique account reps meaning they own the territory again kind of soup to nuts but you know you're, you're you're spot on in terms of you know, because we are an enterprise-centric company, more of the DNA around marketing and products and things like that are oriented to enterprise. There, there's no right. doubt. So part of it is the realization and acceptance of that. But there's also some empowerment. 
you know, these these uh, customer business reviews and these device to cloud presentations and tools that we have, we built them. You know, we rolled our sleeves up and, you know, we took ownership of it and, and, and you know, just kind of drove it ourselves. But we're also seeing at the same time, even a company that's really top heavy like McAfee, you know, inside sales is becoming more and more strategic to the business. Our business is growing. We're going upstream like never before. And part of that, and, and we're working on it hard right now, right, is trying to create more of a kind of an inside sales slash commercial BU where we have more dedicated resources across the organization that kind of ride or die with our success. Yes. So the more that, you know, I'm, and, and it's, some of it is my background, having run an SMB and some of the oddball groups and things like that, that, you know, 10% of 10 people is not an FTE, you know? So <laughs> if you can, if you can really push for, and a dedicated is, you know, 50% or more, I'm not saying every role in the company, you know, that, and whether it's customer success or marketing has to be a hundred percent dedicated right. to inside sales. But, you know, quite frankly, the more that you can get your arms around people and aligned with your charter is better. Um, but if you're in an organization where that's not the case, I think it's okay to kind of say, Hey guys, you know, the, it's, it's sort of up to us to make it uh, our own, which is awesome. And yeah. uh, kind of roll your sleeves up and get after it. You know? <sighs> yeah, man, that is, that's powerful. Do you feel like, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I want to keep asking questions. I'll let you get back to your day job here in just a second. But having okay. been through what you just talked about and um, called the growth of insight and feel, and trying to navigate some of this, and I, it's, I, I assume it is probably a little different. And, you know, like you said, you got commercial, you got public sector. So it's probably you actually have like five different relationships you have to manage with the different kind of segments and teams. But where do you think inside sales goes from here? You know, do you feel like... Um, is it what's what's the big thing? Uh, maybe maybe it's for for you. You know, what is something you're going to try yeah. to tackle in the next year? Is it getting, you know, this relationship yeah. better? Is it data technology? Where yeah. would you kind of go? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. You know, I I think you know from a market standpoint, we're going to continue to see the influence of inside sales. You know, to to grow and expand. There'll always be a need uh, for face-to-face and enterprise-level selling, no doubt. As confident as I am in, our, in my teams, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I do believe that. Now, that being said, more and more, you're seeing more and more clients uh, being distributed in their decision-making and their meetings, that sort of thing. So some of just the dynamics lend themselves to more virtual selling. So we're focusing yeah. a lot on that this next year, trying to create a more intimate virtual uh, selling experience through using, you know, different tools and, you know, uh, collaboration tools and techniques and things of that nature Video, uh, so that yeah, we can get the best of both worlds there. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, I mean, just the explosion of, of what you're seeing in terms of all the data analytics, artificial intelligence, where, where you know, one of our big, you know, mantras is sales simplification. And I think, you know, I wouldn't give us an A in that regard. So, you know, we've got so many different inputs coming at us that are are great. Uh, We've got to get better at sort of aggregating those down and presenting the the end results to the salespeople in in a way and an opportunity and a lead that makes sense for them. Not throwing 12 different kick-ass tools at them. I don't know (laughs) if I can say that or not, but, you know, so we're, we're dealing a little bit with the tools. For all type things, so yeah. I think a big emphasis is 
know, how do we prioritize and boil that down so we're bringing the best of that stuff to our reps, not just cluttering their day with, you know, with more tools and processes that they have to learn. I love it. I love it, man. That's what that is. That's really insightful. You know, um, we just ran a study, um, asked 1,100 companies how many tools and, you know, I think it came out to be like five tools per, per inside sales rep was kind of on average. And it's just, it's a lot. Um, in, yeah. in, in uh, as much, you know, look, I work for you and I both know I work for a tech company and um, I'm never going to knock that. But, man, you do you want to have a process and a user experience that's working. And too often do people kind of look to the tools and say that's going to solve it and really bad process tool just makes it worse. So exactly. um, I, I can certainly a- appreciate that. And then on the flip side, I do feel like that is interesting. This um, how do we continue to mimic more of the almost the face to face? You know, is it? Is video going to continue to take much kind of like we're doing here? Um, do you does video take more of a role in the virtual sales process? Is there ways? Because I've liked some of the things I've seen. I'm I'm already annoyed with some of the people kind of doing the little whiteboard like hi, right. a, you know. So, but yeah. and, you know it's different, right? And and it right. got my attention. So I mean, there's probably something to that. But I think there's more to it than just kind of gimmicky little tricks like that that'll be interesting to see so oh, that's fun man that that we could probably go on that for, for another 30 minutes but i'll, I'll cut well, it here I'll let you I'd, I'd love for you to find one of your uh you know one of your uh, buddies in the industry that may be taking a you know kind of a, a leading approach to that because you know like yourself so I, I think there's something there. We're going to experiment with it. One, we're just trying to keep, create the behavior that your camera's always on, period. And, you know, when you're having these and we're creating a little bit of a, a safe space where we could have uh, multiple people from our team maybe doing a whiteboard where a pretty technical sale and, and seeing if that translates kind of that you know, boardroom type deal. But, you know, we'll learn as we go. So. Yeah, you're right. And that that is, I think, kind of as we leave – I think the, the testing mentality, right? We're to a place now where it's you can't try everything, certainly, but as leaders, I think we have to kind of be open to say, you know what, we got to see if we can make it work or find something, maybe iterate quickly. If it does, great. If not, we need to iterate kind of to the next thing. So um, keep your keep yourself kind of ahead of the game. So, Craig, uh, really appreciate your time. Great talk track. I'd love to take it for another 30. Maybe we'll have to bring you back uh, a semi-annual guest here. But if someone wants to get a hold of you or learn a little bit more about what you're doing, what's the best way to do that? Probably the best way, you know, it's Craig Parrish with two R's. Uh, I'm out there on LinkedIn, uh, on Instagram, uh, Twitter. You know, we're really pushing the, the social media stuff. Is that right? Certainly you can find me there on LinkedIn. And I'd love, yeah, if somebody wants to reach out, uh, you know, I've, I've spent some time with your organization at some of your events, have, have really built some unbelievable uh, relationships uh, that, you know, I rely on pretty consistently. So if I could be a part of that for somebody else, I'd be happy to do it. I love it. All right. Well, again, Craig, thanks so much for joining for the audience. Remember, success is just one play away. Want more sales secrets? Go to salessecrets.io to receive copies of our latest research and best practice content to help you crush your quota.